Welcome to the Roadie Runback. I'm your host, Jeff Roan, and I have a great interview for you guys today with the head coach of women's basketball at Rhode Island College, Coach Jenna Cosgrove, and I'm happy to bring to you an RI Sports Focus podcast through a deep dive into our local high school, college, athletic programs across our great state of Rhode Island. Here we go. Welcome to the Roadie Runback, episode 51. And I have a great interview for you guys today with Coach Jenna Cosgrove. She is the head coach of women's basketball at Rhode Island College. Great interview with Coach Cosgrove. I really enjoyed our conversation. Just a great person. Uh, she's doing wonderful and great things at Rhode Island College. I mean, she has improved her record every year she's been there. And she's looking to make a run at that championship in the Little East Conference. So just very exciting things. And she talks about her career and just really interesting and what she's done. And awesome that she has such a great pro. She's creating such a great program and a great culture at Rick, along with just having a great coaching staff, which she mentions as well, and the players that she has too. So just great overall. Um, so I got very lucky to have her on the show. And it was just a great interview to have her. But before we get into the episode with Coach Glassgrove, remember you can watch today's episode on YouTube by searching The Roadie Runback. Remember you can like, share, subscribe, to search The Roadie Runback and watch today's episode, all episodes, previous live events that we've had. Just check it out. As well as you can listen to the podcast here on any podcast platform you listen to, currently what you're listening to right now. Same thing, like, share, subscribe. If you also search The Roadie Runback, you can see all our other events, live events that we've had that are turned into podcasts as well too. Um, so just all great things overall. So just be on the lookout for all those. Now for our interview with Coach Costro. Okay. Are right, you ready? Sure. All right. On today's show, I welcome on a special guest. She is the head coach of Rhode Island uh, College Women's Basketball Team, and she's also the Little East Conference Coach of the Year recently. She is Coach Jenna Cosgrove. How are you today? I'm doing great, Jeff. Thanks for having me on. No problem. Coach, first of all, did I get your, your last name right? Cosgrove. Cosgrove. Okay, I just want to make sure. I should. I meant to ask you before we started, but I just want to make sure. But uh, Coach, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Happy to be on here. Awesome. Awesome. I'm glad to have you on the show. I really, uh, you know, appreciate your time and making time out of your day to uh, come on, come on the podcast. Coach, how did you, before we get into your coaching career, I want to know, how did you get into basketball? What made you start playing? I come from a, a very competitive family um, full of athletes and, and some coaches. So I, uh, I just grew up as a, a little tomboy playing every sport and basketball is the one I just love the most. So it, it's funny because I grew up in a more of a football family and not so much basketball, but I just, it's a sport that I fell in love with and just stuck with. That's awesome. That's really great. And what was it like for you, you know, growing up and like being able to play in college? What was like that decision to go to Endicott? Um, you know, Endicott was just a school that I, I ended up getting involved with in the recruiting process. And um, it was just a great mix. It's, it's similar when I now recruit my own players. I try and tell them to find a school that you could play at and love, but also you love the school that you're at. And, uh, you know, I love my experience um, being a deep. That's kind of what 
you know, obviously being a D3 athlete and now being a D3 head coach, it always was in the back of my mind that that's something that I'd love to, you know, everything that embodies being a D3 student athlete. Um, and I've got my best friends and, and now they're children that are in my lives uh, to this day from that, from my college experience. So it's, it's a great, it's a great uh, experience that I've had. That's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. Endicott's also like a very beautiful uh, campus from what I remember. When... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It looks like, it looks like a golf course. That's, a, I, that's what I thought of when I like first walked on it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then coach now, so when you finish up your playing career at Endicott, um, you know, your, your final season was a great one with Endicott. Um, you know, when your final game, do you think about, did you think about coaching right after, or did you like want to do something else? What was, what was going through your mind and how did you decide to get into coaching? Yeah, it's kind of funny. Cause I remember when I was looking at schools, um, you know, and my mom kind of saying, kind of saying to me, wow, you'd be a great coach. I didn't think that could be something you could you know, tie into. And, and I went and studied at sport management at Endicott. I got my minor in coaching. And that was always in the back of my mind when I was younger, when I first started getting into school, when I first got into college. But then when you're playing and you're, you know, I did a bunch of internships and it kind of was the last thing on my mind while I was in the moment in college. But it really was that year after I graduated where I realized that there was a whole world that to get into with coaching. And, you know, there's a lot of different avenues as far as being on a division one staff, especially that I wasn't really aware of being a D3 student athlete. Um, so it was that one year after college where I took a little bit of time and did some side jobs and was still living at home, but I was coaching. I coached at Sharon high. I coached um, AAU as well. And in that period, that six month period, I was driven to get into coaching and, and that's ultimately what landed me at Fordham. That's awesome. That's, that's really cool. And did you do the USA uh, basketball team, the women's basketball team before Fordham or did you do it at like why you were at Fordham? Actually, that was actually right in my transition between Fordham and Rhode Island college. So um, that was right before I became a head coach. Oh, wow. That's crazy. So what was your time like with Fordham and then we'll go into US uh, women's basketball, like, you know, what was your time being part of a D1, Fordham being an A10, like it sounds like you guys were like a powerhouse, when you turned into like a powerhouse back uh, when you were over there for, and you were part of the, uh, the coaching staff for seven years. Yeah, it was great. Um, you know, I'm from Sharon, Mass. So I was a 22 year old moving to the Bronx and it was, um, you know, one of the biggest leaps of faith that I've ever taken. And I'm grateful to this day because ultimately it taught me everything I know and most of what I do basketball wise came from Fordham. Um, but in those, you know, in that long time there, you know, seven years, I was able to be in multiple different uh, roles and, and learn a great deal, not just about myself, but grow as a coach and as an, as an educator, I got my master's. Um, and yeah, we, I mean, we traveled all across the world. We went on a foreign tour to New Zealand, Fiji and Australia. I recruited as far as Latvia. Wow. Um, so just from, you know, all perspectives, international and, and national. I mean, and on such a big stage, I really got, the, you know, such a great experience. That's awesome. And like, what's it like to like, you know, come from as a, a, a like a D3 player and then, you know, coach high school and then go coach D1. Like, what's the biggest, like, like, at, like uh, change and stuff that you have to like really like face when you like make that jump? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh it's an everyday grind and it's a big business. Um, you know, I actually was a 
before I was an assistant, I was director of operations and, you know, I felt like at one point I could run, you know, events and, you know, you're in charge of 30 person travel party and you're chartering planes and you're, you're it's just it, a lot more goes into it. Uh, the D3 level is a lot more simplistic, but at the D3 level as a head coach, I definitely feel like that experience made me prepared to be a lot more well-rounded to do a little bit of everything. That's awesome. That's, that's really cool. And I, I mean, it's, that's an awesome experience to be, you know, work at the, uh, the D1 level and work for a great program like Fordham. And how did you get into the USA basketball? Yeah, so that was through the um, Maccabi USA. And I actually got asked to be an assistant coach for that program. Um, about a year out, we did tryouts and they were actually held in New York. And I was at Fordham at the time. And we, that took place the summer of 2017. Um, and that was just an, a really great experience. And that had me involved with coaching, not just division one players, but division three as well. So it was a combination. Um, and really just the, the best experience about that, not only are you competing again, you know, internationally and representing a country, but you're also, you're, you're with a whole new group of kids, um, you know, and being able to coach and prepare for a gold medal game within, you know, a two week span. So that's crazy. Build culture quick. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. That's, that's, that's wow. That's such a short term to uh, try to get into the gold medal, gold medal games itself. And uh, as well, and what, you guys finished third that year, right? No, we, we won the gold medal that year. And it, oh, uh, that's crazy. Yeah. I read that wrong. I apologize. <laughs> that's no, no, that's okay. Yeah. So that was, um, you know, and it is, it was like, you know, talk about, you know, culture being a huge part of even what I preach every day in my program, but it's how do you build culture in such a quick span of all strangers, you know, and that, that was probably one of the most unique part of that experience. That's awesome. Is there like anything that like from that USA women's basketball run to the gold medal anything that sticks out to you the most was it the gold medal or was it just like just making those bonds in those two weeks or yeah it was probably I mean it was definitely the bonds and the experience and I mean there's nothing really like it being able to wear what whatever you know level it's at you know USA across your chest and I didn't get to do that as a player but just to be able to do that as a coach and um you know compete and you know, internationally was a great experience. The gold That's medal awesome. was a, was the best part too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where's the gold medal now? Uh, that's framed in my office, actually. Oh, really? All right, there you go. <laughs> Do you ever just like want to take it out and wear it? Did you wear it around after you won it? Or let's <laughs> get on the wall. Yeah, yeah. I'd be, I'd, I'd like would put it on the wall too. I'd probably lose it if I had that. Um, now, what's it like? Now you come you come to Rhode Island. You take over uh, Rhode Island College Women's Basketball Program. How do you develop culture and actually bring in your own coaching philosophy? Yeah, um, you know, as a as a brand new head coach, um, you know, you really the first thing is just developing the relationships and developing trust. I had no besides coming from a very dominant program and you know a history of winning. You know, it wasn't my program. I was in you know part of it but it's developing that trust. And I was really grateful to come from Fordham where that head coach, I had witnessed, you know, a really unique part of my story is that when I was about 22 and I got to Fordham, that after that first year, the head coach was let go and the whole staff was let go. So I was also let go. And um, they actually asked to keep me on board to keep things running. Uh, that, that first year I was the administrative assistant. So I was like an assistant director of ops 
And ultimately, Coach Gately, the new head coach, came on and kept me. And so I witnessed um, the, the, her come in and take over a program that was bottom of the A-10 and within two years be at the top of the A-10. Wow. So, and sustain that. I mean, we won a championship in 2014. So all in all, I got to witness culture change really quickly uh, from the ground up from a really great coach. And that I took with me, that was the number one thing I probably took with me to Fordham. I mean, sorry, to Rhode Island College. Um, you know, I took over a program that just won five games, um, you know, and of course you have to, you know, bring in great recruits. And, and I did, I brought, I brought in some, you know, Wilsh McBorough his little least rookie of the year, um, my first recruiting class. And, but the, you know, it's figuring out how you can get those recruits there and, and really just getting them to buy into winning and taking small steps. Um, you know, I think back to my first year in 2017, I had some great kids. My two captains are in my life all, you know, if they'll be in my life forever, but I get dinner with them like at least once a month, Amber and Jessa. And it wasn't a talented, talented group of kids, but they worked so hard and they ran through the wall um, for our program. And it was teaching just the little things that could get you to win a game. Like, you know, we, we preach defense, got that from Fordham. They're always top in the country in defense. Um, but it was just having that grit and that tenacity that won us a few games we had no business winning. Wow, that's awesome. And then that's great that you were able to come in and win, what you, you won nine or 10 games, correct? Your first your first season, right? Yeah, we won we won nine games, yep. That, that's awesome. And we, you know, what's it like every year that you've been there? I feel like the, the, wins, the wins have increased and you know, you go from nine to then like, 19 and 22, I, you know, like, what's, what's that, like, what's that like to every year have like, you know, just another year of development and another year of like winning and another year of winning, like to be able to flip that program move in such a short time. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's totally nice to win um, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> a little bit of a rough, a rough year sometimes, but it's the players, um, you know, and it's, I've got, you know, I, I knock on wood and, and pray every day that we have a season this year because I've got such good kids and it's taken a while to get those type of kids. Um, but, you know, it's, it's finding the kids in the program that will, will, you know, give you your heart and, you know, max effort and win games. And I brought in, you know, I've had some great assistance and um, I've got my two best right now. I mean, terrific assistant coaches and, and just really good kids. Um, and that's what's, what wins games. I and mean, we, we hit the recruiting trail really hard and we've brought in um, a couple big classes, which is nice now that we, we are winning. The program is starting to sell itself more um, because the school sells. It's getting the kids there. It's a beautiful, uh, beautiful campus. And we have a lot to offer from a division three athletic standpoint, like facility wise and, you know, study hall uh, committed to the athletes and, you know, even our academics. So it's really now just a matter of getting those kids. And I've done, we, my staff and I have like, you know, we've done a really good job of trying to find who represents our school the best. And that increases our wins, just getting the right players. That's, that's awesome. I mean, that's great. And it's, it sounds like, you know, between your recruiting and your coach staff and yourself that, you know, Rick is very lucky to, uh, you know, have you, as a coach and your coaching staff, along along with your players that are attending Rick as well too. So, you know, Rick is very, very fortunate to have you guys. Thank you. 
You're welcome. And now what was it like? Cause you just, you won coach a year in your conference. What is that like? What's that feeling like to, you know, be honored with such a great award? Yeah, it was really nice to be recognized. Um, I mean, I was super pleased, but it, it couldn't have been happened without my staff and my players. Um, you know, the same two coaches I have right now are my staff last year um, and coach um, DeFeria and coach Porsick and my players. I mean, nothing could have been possible without them. And I, you know, I, even this year, like going into, you know, just they lost two great kids out of graduation. And then this year, you know, um, I look at the team and I'm like, you don't get it's, it's it's there's never a day where I'm like oh man this this kid's pissing me off or you know they're not give, you know we're not they're not doing what they're told they're terrific kids so I really just hope that we get a chance to play um so true. And, you know I know you know you mentioned like increasing the wins this is the best team that I've ever had hands down wow. um yeah so well I'm hoping yeah. yeah, I've been really blessed to have a terrific group. And, and I can't say it's been that every year. I think it's taken that, you know, three years, four years to really find a special group and develop it. And I'm fortunate it happened, you know, in that four years. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. I feel bad, too, because of everything that's going on with COVID. I mean, what's it, what's it like to come into a season where you're not, you know, probably in your, like in your career of basketball that you've been playing? not actually start a season like right when you're supposed to start a season like in November or December era time. Yeah, it's tough, you know, and I, I really do. I am grateful um, to our athletic administration because we're like one of the only D3 conferences still left standing in the Northeast. Um, and there aren't many schools that were able to continue practicing um, after, I would say even after Halloween, there was like a stretch where a lot of schools shut down for division three. So we were able to practice October, no, most of November, and then we were actually gearing up to play Brian, which is on your sweatshirt. I'll, I won't give you, I won't, I'll cut you some slack. But yeah. <laughs> so, unfortunately, that didn't get to happen either. Um, but it's tough. I mean, the kids, I'll give my kids, like, give my kids a lot of credit because they don't complain. Um, they don't say what if, what if, they just come in and they've, they've all improved. So I'm really excited for what I hope to be a season starting January 23rd, um, because I think I think that because they've put so much work in in this off season, they've got in Division Three. You don't get a lot of time to just work on player development. Yeah. In Division One, you get a lot of time for that, and that's something that I think all our kids really took advantage of. So, you know, it's exciting right now. The Little East is preparing for a 10-game season. Um, three teams are out of the nine. So there's six teams and we're hoping to play for a championship. So that'd be, that'd be awesome. So what happens now, if you guys do play, is there any other division three schools that are planned? Will there be a possibility of a tournament or is it just going to be conference? Yeah, so there is still the possibility of a, of a tournament of a champ, uh, national championship. So, um, you know, of course there's a lot of teams that are also out, um, but we just got to play what, you know, what's given to us. So at this point, we've already hit obstacles. I mean, my team, we've, we've been through the testing. We know what it takes. You know, it's, it's definitely been detrimental on the student athlete experience. And that's the part that's tough. Um, yeah. You know, there's times we were practicing in pods, six at a time, six kids at a time. You don't really get that scrimmage time, um, you know, and 
so it's different. It's completely different. But my like, I'm just fortunate. I don't have kids that, at least to me, they don't say a word to me. They just they stay hopeful. Um, you know, and then every kid's granted back a year of eligibility. That's good. The only downfall in Division Three is, you know, at least for our team, you know, I've got two. My two seniors are 4.0 rock stars i mean they're terrific on the court but they're even better in the classroom and one's trying to go to a law, top 25 law school the other one's trying to go to uri i think for physical therapy so um you know it doesn't work out for everybody so we're, they're hoping to just win a championship oh that's that would be great i mean hopefully it works out for you guys that you guys are able to have a season and make that championship run um you know it, it's obviously a difficult time but you know, that they're given the eligibility to it with that year, but you, you know, still, I, I've, I've been saying this for all the seniors too, for high school and anyone that's going through their senior season, it sucks to go through this during your senior year. It's supposed to be, you know, your most fun time of the year. It's supposed to be the fun that you have to make a championship run. It's tough. It's gotta be tough for, on those, those seniors as well too. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Now coach, I got a couple more questions and then um, we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up. Uh, is there a game that last year that really sticks out to you that you, uh, enjoyed or like, you know, that like was really just like a lot of fun or like anything that really stuck out of your mind from last year's season? Um, yeah, the game that stands out in my mind the most is probably, um, there's a flip side to it, but we played at Eastern who had just knocked off, um, I think it just knocked off, you know, a couple top teams and they're in our conference and we played at Eastern on the road. My uh, my captain is my captain again this year, Brooke Young, terrific kid, one of our starters. She was down, she couldn't play, she had a foot injury, but she told me in the locker room. So, you know, we're adjusting on the fly and she's a big key to our offense and our defense. So, um, but we went out there and I've never seen my team play so well. Um, I mean, it was high tempo, they didn't care we were on the road and we ended up winning by I think 50, at least 18, 20 points uh, to the mm. top ranked team. So um, that was a, a huge, huge win. And on the flip side, uh, they got us in the championship. So I know that's a big revenge for us uh, headed into this season. Uh, that'd be awesome. Well, I hope you uh, you guys are able to play season and be able to face them and uh, get that revenge game. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be awesome. Now, what's your favorite thing to do outside of basketball? Favorite thing? Well, I, you know, I just adopted a dog. Um, nice. <laughs> Jake and he has his three legs and he's the oh. cute thing. So we, um, that's my favorite thing to do outside of basketball right now is play with Jake. Oh, that's awesome. That's, that's great that, you know, uh, you know, people who play with dog, keeps you entertained, keeps <laughs> you happy too during all these, these tough times as well with everything that's going on. So that's yeah, so cute. <laughs> I'm a dog person. So yeah. Yeah. I got two, I got two of my, of my own. I got two, uh, beagles. Uh, so they're sisters, they, they drive me nuts sometimes, but I love them. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, coach, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for, you know, making time every day and to come on the show. You, uh, this was great. And, you know, if you guys do have a season and if there is some way for fans to be there, I'll definitely be at some games for sure. Or if there's a way I can watch a game, um, you know, I'll definitely be watching awesome. and you guys. The shirt so you can remove the bright one. Yeah. I gotta get a, I gotta get the rig basketball. That's it. That's the next one. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks. Thanks a lot, coach. I appreciate your time and uh, I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Have a good one. Thanks. Hey, coach. Yeah. All right. That was my interview with Coach Cosgrove. Great interview with Coach. Really enjoyed our conversation. 
just a lot of fun. Uh, very excited for Rick. They're going to be starting up their season actually this Saturday against Keeney. So just very, very excited for them to get get going, going with their season. I wish I could make it some games, but I definitely have to see where I can watch them for sure. But be on the lookout as, uh, you know, Rhode Island uh, College Girls Basketball is going to make a run for sure in the upcoming years just under Coach Cosgrove's reign and what she's doing in that program and that culture, creating that culture in, at, at that school. On Friday, I bring another great interview for you today. Uh, on Friday, I bring another great interview, not today. But on Friday, I will be bringing another great interview for you guys with Jack McMullen. He is a point senior point guard for East Greenwich. Just a great interview with Jack. He's a good kid, super athletic kid, plays four or five different sports. So we mostly just talk basketball. I'm sure I'll have him back on once football gets going and baseball as well, too. But be on the lookout for that interview on Friday. And Sunday, I am happy to bring to you a live event. That'll be a lot of fun. I have Tolman, a couple, a few Tolman players, and I also have on the Seven Seniors of Pilgrim. For those who don't know, Tolman and Pilgrim are huge rivalries, so it's pretty funny to have the two live shows go back to back. Um, so, you know, they both have messages for each other, so be on the lookout for that episode on Sunday. But I hope you guys have a safe Wednesday and Thursday, and I will see you Friday.